1: The Bruce Hooley Show podcast is brought to you by HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. Creating jobs and restoring dignity one cup at a time. Good coffee doing good. Learn more at HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. You know, there are some mistakes you make once and you never make them again. And I made one. Last week, And I will never make it again. I forgot my good friend Jason Beardsley was calling the show and I rambled and rambled and rambled and it kept him waiting forever. And now I'm glad to have Jason back because today is Flag Day. And Jason, I can't wait to talk to you about our great American flag, about everything that it means and about issues with your organization, the Association of the U.S. Navy. So welcome back to the Bruce Hooley Show. And tell us why you wanted to come on and talk about Flag Day, because it's an under it's an underappreciated day, Jason.
2: No, it really is. And I I really appreciate your apologies, but no need up there. But when we think about that flag, you know, people love uh, America. And those of us who have worked for or fought for this country are really inspired by what the flag means, it's this representation of how we bond together. You know, you look at the stars on the field, and they're all individual. They're separate, mm-hmm. but they're together on a field for a motivated cause, and that's the cause of this country liberty, the freedoms, the equality in front of the law that we have all had. And the two images that are burned in my mind are. You know, the great uh, statue of Iwo Jima, the the Marine Corps Memorial Mm -hmm. that overlooks Washington, D.C. and Arlington Cemetery, and then uh, that great picture of George Washington crossing the Delaware with uh, one of his uh, cohorts uh, carrying the flag. Uh, in honor of um, sort of the spirit of what uh, the revolution meant. Uh, but what's behind it, too, are the men, the women, uh, the people in this country who built this nation, uh, unique in the world, uh, to stand on the foundations and the principles uh, coded in our documents, uh, founded in Philadelphia in you know, 1776 when we decided to break with the old world tradition and do it a different way. In order not to lose that, Uh, If we don't understand how that flag represents, you know, the honor, the courage, the the blood loss that we, you know, we fight for those freedoms, uh, then we're in jeopardy of not passing those freedoms down to the next generation. So that flag, uh, it's such a beautiful representation of who we've become as a people. that That's one of the reasons I wanted to uh, join you today.
1: Well, I'm glad you did. Jason Beardsley of the Association of the U.S. Navy is with us, and you can follow Jason on Twitter at Jason R. Beardsley. Jason, 22-year career in the military and uh, distinguished career, now doing great things for veterans and uh, networking with other veterans organizations, and they will have a great event that will benefit two great uh, veterans organizations, Adaptive Sports Connection from Powell and Save a Warrior, also here in central Ohio. For you veterans, Sporting Clays for Veterans is Friday, June the 24th. So we're talking two weeks, I guess not this Friday, but the following Friday coming up. Uh, Eagles Nest yeah. Sporting Ground, 30 minutes north of Polaris. So check that out at ausn.org backslash sip, smoke, shoot. So when I stand for the national anthem, and I hear the bars of the of, begin to play, and I look at that flag, I think of my father. And I thank God for my father and for men like my father and men like you, Jason, who have uh, enlisted in the Army, been drafted into the Army, in the armed forces, and have served our country. When those first notes of the national anthem start to play, what's going through your mind?
2: I I love that, number one, first and foremost, is uh, in honor of everyone who's built into the fabric of this nation, you know, what I see on that flag again is this unification of different uh, people, different individuals, different states. The stripes that you know originally start out as uh, representing colonies, but they're together on the field. The stars that represent the states now, but they're bound together. So the individual does not lose the individuality, and that's the way it is in the military. You join as one of a, a unit or a team or you know a command. You become something of um, a, a teammate, but at the same time you maintain uh, that individuality. And so, in a nation that is the most diverse in the world, and that has protected the ideals of those, um, it's very celebratory for me. I hear those bars open up, and uh, I think of the words and Francis Scott Key overlooking Fort McHenry, and you know the bombing of the fort, and how the British are really on the cusp of knocking out uh, what is at that point a rivalry power or becoming a rivalry power, and although they hammered fort mchenry you know the great uh, story that's told by the song of the anthem there is that in the morning what 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 gave him hope on board that ship as a prisoner of the british was to see that the flag was still there and that represents that the fight we didn't the fight had not been beaten out of us yet mm-hmm. and the, every time i hear that anthem that's what i think about as long as that flag is flying they don't have the fight beat out of us yet, but it's important that every generation sees it in the same manner and has that same respect. So we're all called to do some service, whether it's civic or as a teacher or as a construction worker, whatever it is in the law. And then some of us go into the armed services, but it takes the entire fabric of the, uh, the family and the community to really make this nation the improved part or the more you know, the more perfect union.
1: Jason R. Beardsley is our guest. He's the national director of the association of the U S Navy and Naval services. And that includes the Marines, the coast guard, the merchant Marines. I'd be curious to get your opinion on this. My father was, was super old school when it came to the flag. He did not approve of people having garments that looked like the flag. Uh, he was adamant about his flag, you know, obviously never touching the ground, always having a light on it or being taken down at dusk. Uh, how do you feel about uh, the treatment of the flag and the way, you know, like if you see people wearing T-shirts with it on it, stuff like that? Uh, your thoughts on those kinds of things?
2: I'm pretty old school, too. I was a Boy Scout, uh, Eagle Scout, so I was trained how to respect and honor the flag, and I do think there's a, a variation as we've sort of moved from generation to generation that you can adorn certain things with the flag and still respect it. So uh, we've noted on our uniforms we wear it, but that you know, represents the sort of flag we're flying under. Uh, when you see people that are wearing it respectfully, I think there's room for that. But I do think uh, we as Americans, as our community, we've forgotten one of the reasons why uh, you know it's in, sort of in, imbued with that level of respect, and it's because, we're saying something greater about the symbol of it it's it's not so much that the flag itself has you know inherent unique mysticism but rather that it's who we represent with that flag those who fell in service for this country, so I'm I'm of the opinion it ought to be treated like a national respect, a national icon, you know, the same way we would uh, treat something of value from our family or from that's been passed down generations or something like the Bible or something that we consider to be a symbol of who we are. So I'm with your father in that A little bit old school, we always light our flag or fly during the day, we don't fly during inclement weather. These are the kind of things that we used to train out, and a lot of them have been forgotten, Bruce, but... It's up to us. You know, we pass it on. This is what you're doing today, and that's why I'm, I'm, I'm proud to be on with you today to talk about what it is we honor with that flag.
1: Well, and I'm always glad to have you on to talk about issues that you're helping veterans with in your role as director of the Association of the U.S. Navy, and I know you'd love to have a great crowd of veterans join you there on Friday, June the 24th, at the Eagle's Nest Sporting Grounds for Sporting Clays for Veterans. And you don't have to be an experienced shooter, You're going to have uh, a great day there. Tell people a little bit about it and uh, what the proceeds will go to benefit.
2: Yeah, we we really want to bring community together in a a fun way, and we also want to help um, these two organizations that are working to, one, help uh, veterans who have adaptive um, issues and challenges get out and do the same kind of things they used to do before service, so shooting, uh, skiing, sports, that type of thing, and so adaptive sports – are, are really important for the soul, for the enrichment of the person. And then Save a Warrior, it, it's an institution that stood up. Uh, great guys that run it that uh, really wanted to reach out to uh, combat traumatized uh, service members and say, there's a place to unburden your soul and there's a way to do it. It's in, it's in league with your friends, people you trust, and they, want, they run a wonderful program because it's targeted at post-traumatic stress and the people that have gone through some very challenging uh, spots in their life. I couldn't think of better places to kind of share and make sure that uh, veterans in Ohio have those opportunities. Um, so we're going to give um, money to both those organizations, but we're going to do it in a fun way. We we, we love shooting. We're going to have some bourbon out there, mm-hmm. a barbecue, a great uh, Marine's going to cook for us there, and then uh, we're going we're to drink a little, smoke a little, shoot a little, not in that order, uh, but in in order to uh, to really honor those veterans who are going through those programs, we want to make sure that they're highlighted in their foremost because – If we don't do it, Bruce, um, then we're waiting for the federal government to do it. And I think your audience is smart enough to know that if you're waiting for the VA, if you're waiting for the feds to come down and and solve those problems at the local level, that's a long wait. And, you know, we take leadership, and we want to do that with family, with community, with our peers. So that's what the day's about. We're going to have a good time doing it. Check out our site. It's ausn.org forward slash Sib smoke, shoot. And then if you have a question, if you don't know what it's about or you want some more information, send us an email. We'd love to have you out there. Great, Give you a good time. Thank you, Jason.
1: Appreciate it, my friend. Have a great day. My thanks to U.S. Senate candidate, hopefully next U.S. Senator from the state of Ohio, J.D. Vance, and to Jason Beards. The director of the Association of the U.S. Navy for joining us this hour. J.D. Vance to talk about his campaign against Tim Ryan. And Jason Beardsley to talk about Flag Day. I put flags out all over my property for Memorial Day and July the 4th. And I'm going home today and I'm going to put them out for Flag Day. Because we should indeed honor our great American flag. And that is the mission behind Kevin's call the 9890 answer. Kevin, as I understand it, you were listening to Jason Beardsley and you have something you would like to share with us.
3: Yes, I do. Thanks, uh, Bruce. Happy Flag Day. Happy uh, Donald J. Trump's birthday today. Whoa, uh, thank you for
1: that. I did not know that.
3: Yeah, he, yep. Well, anyway, when I was younger, we used to go to the Jets games, the baseball games down here mm-hmm. in Columbus. Sure, My sure. dad was a retired colonel, was in Vietnam, Korea, and uh, he would stand there and, and belt it out, you know, and uh, just, it was kind of quiet, but when I, as I was growing up, I kept to be about 12. It was kind of awkward, you know, and I'm look, thinking to myself, oh, and I looked over and he had the steer come down his face. And, you know, he's, like he said, I keep giving you my mind, you know. He goes, uh, he goes, I'm singing for the soldiers that can't be here, you know. Wow. And I didn't get it at the time, but uh, if I grew up. I did. I thought they might be overseas or something. So I'm laying there one night. It's, it's uh, uh, the moral day evening, and I'm, oh, i i got to go to work tomorrow. That weekend went fast. I think of the soldiers aren't going anywhere their lives so we could have our barbecues and, and baseball games and picnics and parades, you know, so I got up and I started writing this down, and uh, anyway, it's remember this remember the soldiers, not just in May, but all through the seasons and every day for the blood that they shed and the price that they pay, they deserve more than a Monday in May. Remember the soldiers that marched off the war that believed that our country was worth fighting for. Always remember those who have fallen, those who stood tall and answered the calling. They gave their all. What more could they give? They gave their lives so freedom could live. Our war's are not won with our tanks or our jets. Our freedom is bought with the blood of our vets. When they raise that flag and that anthem starts, hold your heads high with your hands on your hearts. When they sing of the free and the home of the brave. Sing for the soldiers that lay in the grave. When that song is over and it's time to cheer, cheer for the soldiers who couldn't be here. They fought for this nation so we could live free. They died for the country, for you and for me. So honor the soldiers that rest where they lay. Remember them always, not just in May.
1: Wow, that's beautiful. Kevin, would you do me a favor and would you uh, send that to me in my email at, at com? I'd like to put that on our show Facebook page. That's extremely well done.
3: Well, thank you. appreciate that. I appreciate your message and your mission, and uh, it's awesome.
1: So thank you. Thank you, Kevin. You have a great day, a great flag day, and appreciate you listening to the show. Um, wow. You know, last night at the greater Columbus right to life banquet, I had, um, two people come up to me and, and just say really touching things about the show and about, uh, how much they appreciate having somebody who speaks for them. And I just want you to know that I never ever expect that. And I never undervalue that. And honestly, I, I'll, totally honest i never get tired of hearing it because it's very encouraging to know that the content of the show resonates with other people and i think it resonates with other people because of something that that has proven true that a friend of mine told me back when i was expressing to him maybe in the early days stages of the show that i was doing here and i was not able to really interact with many of you. I've since become uh, more involved in speaking at events uh, where listeners to the show attend. I've since obviously joined the Patriot Switch movement and have interacted with many of you and have become friends with many of you uh, through our conversations about Patriot Switch and how you can be purposeful with your shopping dollars. Um, But my friend said to me back then, he said, your show serves a valuable purpose because it lets people know that they're not the only one who thinks this way. And I freely admit that I have a very old-school way of looking at the world, Uh, an old-school way that is shaped by, first and foremost, my faith in Christ, and second of all, unquestionably shaped by... My father, and it's interesting. Last night at the Greater Columbus Right to Life banquet, my friend Tom, who was uh, kind enough to host us every year uh, at his table, he he said to me last night, he said, "Did you know that my father was a motivational speaker?" And I said, uh, "No, I didn't know that." And he said, "He spoke, and we were mo and and his sons were motivated," <laughs> which he meant, you know, he had an old school father, and his father said, "Hey." Do this. And we did it. And that's the generation that I came from. And that's the generation that a lot of you came from. And then there, there, there came a generation after us that, that grabbed onto this idea of questioning authority. And I'm not saying that's bad. I'm not saying that's bad. Because right now in Washington, D.C., we have people in authority who definitely merit being questioned. But I think you can question authority and still have respect for authority. But it's what I see in a younger generation today is a lack of respect for authority. And a lot of things grow out of a lack of respect for authority. And one of the real nefarious things that grows out of a lack of respect for authority is this extremely incorrect and corrosive phrase, my truth. There is no my truth. There is truth and there is opinion, but truth is not shapeable, not moldable to your whims, likes, desires, or whatever. And I think those of us from an era where we had respect for authority, therefore find it easier to respond to the God of the universe whose son said when he ascended to heaven, all authority, all authority on earth and in heaven has been given to me. People who do not submit to his authority are bound to live a joyless life because they will not know the contentment of ceding authority to someone else, the God of the universe, who establishes ways to relate to him and ways to relate to our fellow man. And as long as we have a country that increasingly wants to live by my truth, well, then we have a country that essentially is establishing itself as its own authority, its own God. And that will only lead to misery and to us being as a country less of the country that we were founded to be. So I'm grateful for people like Kevin, who wrote that poem, for people like J.D. Vance, who's running to get us back to the kind of country we were, people like Jason Beardsley, who have served our country with distinction and who set an example for the young people today.